Uh-huh. It's just going to be a big party, you know? We've got uh -huh. some great bands coming. Uh-huh. Like Aerosmith. Uh-huh. I just want to remind everybody that there's still plenty of tickets left. Uh-huh. But that's no reason to wait till the last minute. Uh-huh. Because it's just a, a chance for the city of Aurora... Mm -hmm. ...to do something... Uh-huh. ...fun. Uh-huh. And to put the city on the map. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Oh, well, <laughs> work is hard. <laughs> you're not really listening to me, are you? Uh-huh. I mean, I could say anything right now, like, you're a complete tool. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't hear it, because you're a freak with a microphone. Uh-huh. It's not even challenging anymore. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Isn't that true, sphincter boy? Uh-huh. What? Oh! <laughs> Christopher Antista, Henry Gilbert, Dave Rodden, and Bob Mackey. I'm coming out of a bar and like I'm just catching you over my shoulder and I'm giving you like finger guns. Like, hey guys, uh, I, I'll I'm sitting right. at a table with my wife who will later kill me. Uh, I was gonna do that joke. Damn oh it, man, I forgot that she's in that. I yeah. was gonna say I had dreams about being on SNL when I was like 13 and. And I would be like, I'm going to be coming out of a urinal zipping up my pants. And that'll really liven up this intro in front of Mike Myers. Meanwhile, I'd be fucking first. Antista, everybody. I uh, what if you were featuring... Featuring... Ellen Cleghorn. <laughs> Siobhan <laughs> Fallon. No one knows who that is. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> we could do this. I could do Don yeah. Pardo impressions all day, people. That's uh, fun. I sort of wanted to tie this in. Obviously, this is SNL's uh, 40th anniversary. Oh, sorry. We are the Laser Time Show, the Internet's fifth leading pop culture podcast. I'm sorry. We've taken another sl a slide. Uh, it's five now. We pick a topic, and we usually ramble off on that, do a bunch of research, and uh, have some sound clips for you to help explain things. And what we're going to do this episode, it, it's not an honor of anything, but like that 40th anniversary special, I probably watched like three times now. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. A documentary premiered in theaters in July about SNL. I don't know what it's called. I oh, but yeah. I, I can, without seeing it, I'll say I prefer Franco's. It's a really good documentary. <laughs> James Franco shot oh. a documentary while at Harvard. Uh, it was supposed to be about Bill Hader. Um, but mm -hmm. then he just did a one week, what's it like one week at SNL? Wow. And it's fascinating because awesome. no other show works like that. I love Hater. Yeah. He's the best. But it's on Hulu. You can watch it now, I think, what? for free. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but SNL, we want to talk about SNL movies, everybody. Yeah. Mm. SNL movies. Okay. Um, are we SNL fans here? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Up until yeah. a point. I mean, I still am. You say to say. a point, but like, there's always been, I never, I haven't watched on Saturday nights. As a point of, like, if I know, I'm 35 years old, I have a girlfriend and rarely go out. Uh, I if I'm at home on Saturday watching SNL, I feel like I failed. Hmm. I still I still feel like that. But yeah. however, Hulu has opened up the opportunity. Like you can just watch by clip. It's better because you can watch the good sketches, you can watch which is about sketches. half of them. And when I didn't watch on Saturday yeah, night before, generous. Comedy Central aired stuff. But when generous. I didn't watch before, <laughs> yeah. uh, E aired the episodes. When I didn't watch before, uh, VH1 Classic would air the episodes. So I always uh, like eventually get an SNL sketch. Well, in my I, head, I in do my it face. the old fashioned way, which What's is that, I watch the entire episode. 
on Hulu the next day. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, is, Dave, that is so 2013. I yeah, watched, I, uh, I actually, was. it was rare I would watch the live episodes until about like 99 or something. Oh, I, really? I really only watched it on Comedy Central, yeah. and I loved, I love watching on Comedy Central. They, they, they see, they use a sieve to take out the 30 minutes of bullshit yeah. and, and one fewer Yeah, but leaving uh, the fucking musical numbers. That always, that always bugged me. Yeah, <laughs> it was always like, all right, let's see what's on Nickelodeon while I wait for I'll, this I'll tell game. you what, like, uh, I'm honestly... I, 1999, I don't, I don't need to hear four non-blondes. I wanted to say, about about me, uh, I, I wanted to say SNL was my first comedy obsession. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think it was probably Mad Magazine. But outside hmm. of toys, video games, and comic books... Approaching my teens, mm-hmm. SNL was my biggest obsession. Yeah. I had a corner of my room dedicated to all SNL shit. And at the time, wow. it was like a little harder to find. I got to get everything Rob Schneider's in, including <laughs> Surf Ninjas. And oh, like, boy. It's, that's, but it was like, it was little. Like, Jack Handy wrote a book. There's one book on SNL, there's yeah. one book on John Belushi. It was all mm-hmm. obtainable. I had a Blues Brothers poster, I had a PCU poster because David Spade was in it. Like I was really, yeah. really. Interested. I don't want to sound too old, but it is weird remembering like seeing the fifteenth anniversary mm-hmm. special yeah. when yeah. and when they only had really five, three eras of five mm-hmm. years to cover: original years, Ebersol years, and, and then the, the recovery years. years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna tell you we're gonna talk about. There's only, I think there's only like ten technically. Hmm. Uh, ten SNL Michaels movies produced. No, or, well, some oh, of them film? don't have that distinction. Okay, but films based on SNL sketches. SNL sketches, yeah. but there are two that we won't be talking at like about because I most people don't know they exist. Mm. Um, one is the movie Harold. Harold is based off of a small. Is that sketch. the prequel to Harold and Kumar? It is. Yeah. Uh, is, it the, is it that black and white thing? No, it is a short about a prematurely balding uh, child that wow. premiered as a short on SNL. Also, uh, give or take, where, it, whether or not you watch Liquid Television, Mike Judge premiered. Office Space right. on well to the television audience on SNL and Milton would eventually yeah. go on to be an Office Space and those are all Office Space those those uh, we played it before but like those those jokes made it into Office Space yeah. Yeah. I mean man. it's Milton and Dunbar yeah. it's not just Milton yeah, how about yeah. that uh, Mondo movies like compilation also Mr. Mike's Mondo movies yeah, I've Mike. never been able to see it I've that never seen it either like it's apparently this crazy writer from the coke adult 70s who got uh, this big picture deal was, but was deemed too crazy to ever really go anywhere, and it just that just uh, was available for purchase. He yeah, was making last digital shorts back in the analog yeah. shorts days. Yeah, so, yeah. same with A. Brooks. Albert Brooks had yeah. a bunch of stuff on there, and also I, I don't think this is going to play that well because the sound is so low. It's so weird, man. So I, I apologize for doing this already. I think I got your problem solved. I'll climb up the tree. Cut off the branch that the pooch is on. You stay down here and catch him when he falls. Oh, Come on, give me a boost. Oh. Well, see, Mr. Sluggo. Oh. oh, I know. Now, careful, Mr. Sluggo. Yeah, you can't see it. He's sawing saw through a dog. Mr. Wait, it's a- Mr. Bill had an hour, like a half an hour, hour long Showtime special movie. What? Where Peter Scolari of Bosom Buddies fame, that, that's not a real <laughs> sentence. It just isn't. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, played Mr. Bill, but like, they were real actors playing Mr. The Bill. Humans? Human beings, oh, but wow. they kept with the small angle. So like the, the, the show opens up with like, oh God, they're cutting their lawn again. And then the whole window gets flushed with like grass clippings that are as big as the room. That is the weirdest it is, shit. It is ever. the most high concept wow. weird shit. It's completely lost the time, and it's also indicative of like SNL doesn't play shorts 
from people that you know they're not under contract with SNL yeah. anymore. Whereas this guy made the Walter or something made these Mr. Bill shorts. I love the Mr. Bill. I shorts loved as a kid. Mr. Bill. I they're shot great. my own. They're yeah. not really animation though. It's no. funny. It's just like yeah. we're gonna play with a, a clay doll in front of you. Yeah, you're, and, the like, enemy is Mr. Hand, so somebody can move the characters like <laughs> physically from yeah. scene to scene. No, yeah. my mom loved Mr. Bill so my much. My dad like, loved we would it. Always say, like, oh no, but Mr. that was Bill. that was how I grew up loving SNL. Is like I'd see these weird. Uh, of the first Strick brothers, my parents laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's that is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah, they are too wild and crazy guys. <laughs> they are too. My, yeah, my, Fred Garvin, male prostitute, still funny, still my, funny. My, yeah, my mom's favorite were the, the wild and crazy guys and the Sweeney sisters. Mm-hmm. Those were two of her favorites, and the Schwetty balls. I've always said that right. SNL every year will all like once every five years will have the Nick the Lounge Singer sketch, and they had them with the Sweeney sisters, mm-hmm. and they had them with whatever Will Ferrell on a gas tire. Uh, an excuse man. for somebody an excuse to excuse for someone to poorly sing popular songs. Mm. They uh, do it. They do it like every five to ten years. Mm. Well, so he would sing his own songs yeah, at least. Uh, but we're going to talk about the movies. The movies right. here. Um, and what I how did, are we going through? This? Once again, I put them in Rotten Tomatoes order just to be completely objective because okay. this is not my list. I think this is all wrong. All, all right. wrong. <laughs> uh, but so coming from worst to best. Um, or best yes, to from worst to best. Okay. So and coming in at zero uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes! It's Pat or Sir, accept him or her, or whatever it might be. It's time for androgyny. Here comes Pat. Bam! It's the big ear fan. So accept accept him or her is a very progressive message, but for what it might be. Uh, uh, it's uh, this. This movie has well. The Pat isn't trans. Like that's not no. But yeah. this, would be, this would be like you could. That's when I want to sit millennials down and, and like be like, <laughs> hey, it's you know what? A lot of sixty to seventy year old wrestlers are racist. Mm, it's yeah. okay, but like this movie would be completely unacceptable to a modern audience, I where think, all the jokes are the expense of someone who you can't tell the sex of. I think Pat is viewed as okay with his or herself, mm-hmm. but. The people around Pat cannot deal with not knowing yes. like the gender of Pat. I've seen, yeah. and that, I think that has made the main joke. I mean, Pat is weird, but her weirdness has nothing, or his weirdness has nothing. But there's to do also with like who, characters in the sketches would interact with Pat in a way where like I need to see underneath the carriage to see what this person is yeah. without their consent. Yeah, that is most of that is well, most of the sketch. But also, also the character of Pat is like painful to watch. It's intentionally though, excruciating. Like, yes. I, I, lo- I actually like really love Julia Sweeney. Um, I love her. And, her God said ha is a great And this is, is great, part of that terrible yeah. story that like she's she's like let's have the premiere in my hometown Seattle my friends will come out nobody showed up the oh movie boy. disappeared in one week 1994 <laughs> Zero zero uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, or is that a, no? I think it's it zero. got savage. I was like pleased that. to see Dave Foley play Chris, another yeah. androgynous character yeah. who was Pat's boy slash girlfriend, who, who replaced movie. Dana Carvey. Okay, Dana Carvey was originally well, but uh, Dave Foley is like he's he is easily the most beautiful person in drag, exactly and, yeah. of the of the kids in the hall, especially yeah. back then. Yeah. These days, they all don't look so great in drag, but. Back then, he was amazing looking. This uh, is also the mm. project that brought uh, Charles Rocket back into the SNL fold. Oh, yeah. Right before he killed himself. You know, like, he lived for like another decade. his own throat. Well, he oh, did, I think. Geez. he did. I think he did Dumb and Dumber after this. As, as a person who's attracted to Pat, uh, this is an insane scene on how unfunny the movie is. Mm. Uh, the neighbor, I think Charles Rocket, is bringing a giant fan into the house. <laughs> And then 
hat falls down the stairs. Uh, uh, that <laughs> so I'm Ooh. just remembering that I had an It's Pat the book. Yeah. Oh, there I was had, I, own, I own this VHS still. Yeah. As it was part of my SNL shrine. That's and how that, I saw the movie, yeah. Just a, a common thing in, the, in that book... It was like a very thin book, like the Beavis and Butthead books. I don't know if you've ever, you guys ever got those. I had, I this had book a couple sucks, of them. Yeah, 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 this book sucks. Like that same width, and uh, um, <laughs> what a ripoff those were. Yeah, and a, a common thing was in parentheses. That's my little joke. Uh, was that At like least, a burgeoning catchphrase? It was. So. The, she was trying to get it with this movie, but okay. at least in the at least in that Bart Simpson book, you get a lot. Of, like it's a thick book, the Bart Simpson Guide to Life. Yeah, it's, I it's, love that book. And the yeah. Simpsons Family Album too was really good, even yeah. though all that stuff is way out of date. Guys, we now. have a whole show for the Simpsons. I can't <laughs> believe we're doing this again. Anyway, uh, it's Pat. It's, was I? It, it, it engrossed sixty thousand dollars at the box office. Good meaning, Laser Time as a venture is almost more profitable than Pat. <laughs> Did it open uh, in like? One theater it just closed in one week. It, okay. is it not... has uncredited script rewrites by both the Fairley brothers and Tar- Quentin Tarantino. Wow, wow. is he in? He in this Julie is how we got fix this movie. Buddy. Okay, yeah, she, she shows up for no reason in Pulp Fiction. Not for no reason. Her husband at the time played the Gimp. I know, but like the her, Gimp. her character like doesn't have a purpose to be in the movie. And what was her husband's last name? Hibbert. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just stop right now. Yeah. No. Uh, it, do you remember how this movie ended? No, do you? No. It, she was at a concert of some sort. With Ween. Yes. Ween. And, uh, Ween is the band of the movie. I, I forget oh. how it happened, but she was pulled up on a hook. Mm-hmm. Or Cheerhe. And her pants fall off. And her pants fall off. Everyone sees whatever's going on down there. So yes. the audience still doesn't know at the that audi- point. The audience at the concert, I think, knows. I mean, the audience, like, us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, because it's filmed from behind. There's a, scene, there's a scene where, like, in Japanese subtitles, they say what she is, and someone walks in front of the subtitle. I, again, this may not wow. be that interesting. Mm. What I do want to play is the trailer... Because in terms of like, what's gay? There's gay panic. Is there a version in the uh, transgendered world? Yeah, it's, it's, does it have a it's name? It's actually a very ugly thing. Of it, it's been does it have a name? It's justified murders. That thing. Oh, I well. mean, it's 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 just similar to gay panic. So, if, uh, trigger warning, you sensitive lots. If you if, if that bothers you, you're gonna hate the trailer. The way this trailer. I mean, trailer it's opens. literally how people have gotten away with murder from this justification. As people have done. I, look, with the gay movie. Panic. It's pad is bad. I don't. Think, I don't think it's tantamount to murder. It's peculiar. Yes, and yet wondrously provocative. It began as a, a mild curiosity. event of apocalyptic significance. It's almost as if... It became what? a national obsession. It may disturb you. It may even shock you. Just leave me alone. Now it's heading oh, your God. way. What the hell are you? What do you think? <laughs> are you a brother or a sister? Freak out! Well, <laughs> It has the song "Freak Out." Yeah. Everybody get crazy. Wait, what's her uh, response to whether she's a brother or sister? Only child. Uh, <laughs> happy he's David. Got, he, she has got an answer to everything. <laughs> you happy, David. Uh, it's one of the yeah. I, but yeah, Julie Sweeney is so great. She I, got cancer right after that. She has all these tragic yeah. stories. She said the last time she was dressed as Pat was for a. Halloween parade that she went through with her soon-to-die brother, oh, and, and also like though she she has this great story of um, look up this thing about her teaching her daughter about sex. She had this very funny um, monologue she did about about how she accidentally taught her. She accidentally teaches her adopted daughter about gay sex. <laughs> I think I think I tipped my hand with the next entry. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's a little loud. 
Uh, Anybody phrase. have any guess? Because it came from uh, oh, 1998. This. this is. I'm angry about this. Eleven percent on Rotten this Tomatoes. Is not, this is not the second worst SNL movie. I think we'll all have a little know. bit. Of um, this would be Night at the Roxbury. Let's make Night a movie about a sketch movie. with no dialogue. And and okay, so what? maybe it's an expectations versus delivery thing. Mm-hmm. Expectations for this movie are so low. Yeah. that what it delivers is really good for what you expect. It's it's you, Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan doing a a movie version of a sketch they did on SNL of characters they created on the Groundlings. Yeah. Um, oh, from the Groundlings. Okay. I don't know. Amy Heckerling di- contributed to the directing. Uncredited. Yeah. Jim Carrey apparently contributed the script. Uncredited. Yeah. I don't really believe that. Well, I believe he threw some things gets. out for the sketches. And yeah. They, they put it in the movie. And and. Which I'll hold up. The sketches, I think, are still cool. They're, I think they're still kind of funny. They are so capsule. one note. They're yeah. literally like, you, me, you, me, you, but they, me. But they and then they hump note. a woman. They basically... But they're timelessly physical, and that type of person still exists yeah. and is never not funny to make fun of. Yeah. They're mm. pathetic people who are who, like, who try and fuck women by I think now they're just bros, right? Yeah. Now they're like a yes, bro like, I, I do think the joke still works. Mm. Well, this was a... This is one of those rare times where you got Will Ferrell before he was yeah. Will Ferrell, and so they like get him for nothing. And they, mm-hmm. it's a film that takes Will Ferrell for granted, and mm-hmm. he's very good in it. I, as it's I a recall. co-writer, and don't play. they? Um, don't they have girlfriends that are also? I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. Molly Shannon plays the girlfriend of Will Ferrell's yeah. character, which breaks up the dynamic of the group. And there's a scene of Molly Shannon riding his dick in a hot tub, which is just like, but I love Molly Shannon. That's such <laughs> did a anyone else have scene. a crush on Molly Shannon? Me, yes. I did, yeah. Yes, I did. We'll get to her in a okay. little bit. But um, there was there was another part where they, they couple off with another pair of club girls, and they're both telling the same story about meeting Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Emilio! Oh, they worship Richard, Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco, yeah. yeah. This that film, was pretty great. It also has, it says, like, starring Colin Quinn, which yeah. I don't think oh, any other I, movie will His role is great in this. It was. His, his it, role was awesome. Who's it? Joe Mantegna, I think, like talking about like, are you touching my ass? <laughs> Every time, my ass? like, no, I'm not. Like, okay, if you didn't, yeah. Uh, See, there are funny bits from this. Yeah, so yeah. here's this a clip I got that like worst. that like this is as unfunny as I remembered, yeah. um, and then it gets progressively funnier as you go on. It's time to play a little softball. Hey, good man, how's it going tonight? Good. You still can't Michael come Clark in. Duncan. Well, that's not With what a bouncer. friend of mine told me. Maybe you know him. His name is Abraham. <laughs> you don't know. What about his two friends? George Washington and George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget the other boy in the band. George Washington. He's a little lonely. Wants to join his buddies. And look who else we got. Uh, Roosevelt, Roosevelt, <laughs> and Jefferson. <laughs> Chris Kattan burned all of his goodwill with Corky Romano, but yeah. uh, he could still be funny. Yeah, I think he, he shines really bright in those seasons of SNL. I on. think the story of Chris Kattan is that he enjoyed partying more than being an actor. Like mm. I, I listened to him mm-hmm. on uh, Horatio Sands's podcast, mm-hmm. The Horatio, and... Chris Kattan just is like his only story is like well I was dating this famous girl and I'm like fuck man we went to Playboy Mansion it's like everyone thought he was gay but he was really just a like a womanizer yeah, right? yeah it's, it's, <laughs> that's how they get away with it it's just like it's just like Bob Fosse man <laughs> exactly what Bob Fosse everybody thought Bob Fosse was gay because he invented jazz hands but he was actually a terrible womanizer now, speaking yeah. of uh, ladies men coming at number three oh, uh, the year 2000 uh, also tied with 11% what's happening you got the lady man Leon Phelps here 
And I am looking at a half-empty bottle of Cavatier, which means that we are just about out of time. But before I go, I'd like to leave you with just uh, one more thought. This is a little something that I wrote. And I read, What is love? What is this longing in our hearts for togetherness? Is it not the sweetest flower? Does not this flower of love have the fragrant aroma of fine, fine diamonds? Does not the wind love the dirt? Is not love not unlike the unlikely not it is unlikened to? Are you with someone tonight? Do not question your love. Take your lover by the hand. Release the power within yourself. You heard me, release the power. Tame the wild cosmos with a whisper. Conquer heaven with one intimate caress. That's right, don't be shy. Whip out everything you got and do it in the butt. <laughs> I will say, this movie not so good, but that character, it was worth Tim Meadows needing like eight years to find a Yeah, to find character. one yeah. character to I think play. I they owed him a movie after yeah. putting in so much service. Well, I, I would guess there is a three-year period that this is the end cycle of where there was an SNL movie every summer. Mm. Yeah. And I think it was some mandate by Lorne Michaels and Broadway Studios. Oh, I admit this, that Lorne Michaels did not have anything to do with the It's Pat movie. Oh. Uh, and that's the, that's the that makes it, it different. Well, I think because listening to her WTF, like that was her character she uh. did beforehand. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And like it, he had nothing to do with it. But this is just like SNL thinking like we're so popular, and this was a very popular period of SNL mm-hmm. that we do a movie every year. Well, it was like this the Bronze Age. Of yeah, and like SNL. a bunch of the cast members are featured in small roles in each in each yeah. film, and and mm-hmm. and to me. I, I don't want to say this movie is better than its placement here because I, I do it's just so fucking weird yeah, yeah. it is it is yeah. in hindsight it is so pleasantly weird this is a 70s character who sounds gay and mm. like what I don't know how this sketch came about period mm-hmm. but then like it's half a black exploitation film with like a bunch of old like Pam Greer actors. It is it. strange. Yeah. It was spawned out of one of the thousands of talk show sketches yeah. that SNL yeah. did, but this was not a talk show movie. Like he like escaped that world. And it's right? actually like one of the lazy, like from a production standpoint, one of their laziest sketches because yeah. it's a call-in show, so it's That's only right. him. <laughs> There's like, no other characters. Yeah. Yeah. What was the it? Rock came in yeah. to talk about the Alabama crab dangle. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> rarely, rarely it was a two-person scene. It was usually yeah. him on the phone so, just saying that. We didn't get a coffee talk movie, so why'd we get this? (laughs) I'm trying to remember the. uh, He had one other recurring character in the mid 90s where all he did was like, it's 4.45 in the a.m. This is uh, issues with. uh, The Quiet Storm. No, was that it? I think that was Chris uh, Rock. Wasn't he like Nat X? Nat X. No, no, this was like. He was was the host of a boring talk show that aired at 4.30. Oh, it was a different one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, he was also OJ. Oh, like the African. He had like the Africa logo on it. I do know what you're talking about. It didn't last very. His OJ Simpson was. Incredible! I love Tim. So I did it. Uh, <laughs> no, Tim Meadows has a ton of great moments. He's a good yeah. utility player, and I think he's like yeah. he has shined much brighter since he left the show. And almost, I can't, I can't think of a lot of cast members I'd mm. say that about. Yeah, um, I loved his character of uh, Mr. Kittens on uh, Strangers with Candy. Oh yeah, I was thinking yeah. about what his character's name was on that. He's yeah. really good on and it. Is the, yeah. And is the black Republican on the Colbert Report. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but there literally was a joke during, like, it was like his fifth season mm-hmm. in, where it's like a... 
um, reoccurring characters sing across America, and Tim Meadows is introducing and he's saying, like, I'm not in this skit because I don't have a recurring character. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was, like, when people would come on during the Will Ferrell era, they would be like, Tim, you're still here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, though, I also remember, oppositely... Tracy Morgan in his like first or second year. Yeah, he, he had a bit. Either. He had a bit on Weekend Up. at like I'm Tracy Morgan, the other black guy. <laughs> there, there is a rough history for a lot of black cast members there. But I would say, I would I, not not to defend like institutionalized racism, but it's it's more like if you're waiting for somebody to write something for you, SNL's not the best place. Yeah. And they kind of hire one black dude to play black celebrities. Well, and if you're not writing your own shit, you're not going to get on That's it. why they're in a different spot now. Like, yeah. I think, call it public pressure or whatever, but they hired, like, Zashir Zameda mm-hmm. and yeah. the um, uh, the one who's starring in, in Ghostbusters as well. Uh, Leslie Jones? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Leslie Jones. Yeah, and Kate, McKin- and Kate McKenna, who's God, she's she's not good. black, but she's amazing. Yeah. She is so good, but, like... They have a more diverse cast than ever and mm-hmm. and who have been producing great stuff. I'd say Kate McKenna is of the people on the show are the best like she might be the best all around player yeah, they yeah. have. Chris Rock left She's SNL like the- to join yeah. in Living Color when mm-hmm. it was in the midst of being canceled. Yeah. <laughs> That's how miserable he was at SNL. Yeah. But, and by the way, the skit that I was referring to is Perspectives with Persp- Lionel right. Osborne. Yes. That's right, I remember mm-hmm. that. Perspective. It's Perspectives. Uh, it was more like 1255. <laughs> oh, yeah. Will Ferrell also in uh, that movie too in yes. the ladies man movie he's in all three the, we'll get to the but last but he's one. like the straight man in that movie yeah. or he's he actually plays basically the same character he plays in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back yeah oh yeah uh, that, which Marshall again, that was another of those scenes of just like you're so fucking lucky to yeah. have got Will Ferrell yeah. before he became a movie star I but, believe that um, the ladies man took his wife uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen that's right oh did he yeah, yeah. alright let's see my favorite Tim Meadows character before we move on is Please. Dr. Poop <laughs> that is, I can't help yes. you, but I can do the robot. It sounds like a Rick and Morty character. <laughs> no, that's from the. I think the best sketch from that era, the Vondruk, the Vondruk, yeah, son of a Vondruk. Like, was that then, all improv? I don't know. It seemed. And then like I it. just flat out lost him. <laughs> <laughs> now let's see if you guys can guess this next film coming in. Uh, I think nineteen ninety five. Okay. At what is it? Thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. From the movie. I deserve good yeah. things. Yeah, I, like I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Daily Affirmation with Stuart Smalley. So I love that because Phil Hartman had left the show. He's not in the film. And his voice is still there. It's beautiful. Well, I mean, it's the same, not to get ahead of ourselves, but it's also the same to hear him say Aurora, Illinois. Like, yeah. hear his voice yeah. say that. But, yeah. but anyway, this, I know you love this movie it's great. a lot. It's really good. It is really I good. Mean, it, like, I, don't, I don't know how enjoyable it is today, but like as far as like a very personal and like kind of a deeply depressed, Roger Ebert called it smart and hip. Which yeah. shows you how old wow. he is. This character is not nearly as broad as like your Wayne's yeah. and Garth's and ladies' men's. It's really depressing, and people have real conversations and real family problems. It's not as broad as any any SNL movie. Now, I um, I mean, Franken took it to darker, realer places, and I mean, also- you, his best friend talks about meeting her long lost father and how he tried to fuck her. Wow, like that's God. that's in this movie. Like I like this movie. I think I, it's great. Harold I, Ramis called this his favorite movie that he I, made. Wow, yeah. I, I forgot he directed it. Yeah. I remember um, my favorite joke in the movie was him telling that the story that all of the men in his family die from falling yeah. off the roof, yeah. and that there's like then after he explains it, 
the I think like his brother uh, prophetically says like no I'm gonna go fix the roof I'm gonna fix the roof then they say no 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 sit down sit down like they have to be talked out of going on the roof because that will kill them like, I just I don't know I think I'm just like so fucking inundated with Facebook think pieces of outrageous sensitivity issues that Stuart Smalley doesn't seem that crazy anymore. <laughs> I mean, he was a, like a parody of the hypersensitivity yeah, of the like, PC. Which yeah. in my Police. in my world is like almost mainstream at this point. <laughs> I know well, you're not not, not, not like not not PC police, but just like super feelings are the most important thing in the I universe. think yeah. the self-help guru has been replaced by like BuzzFeed quizzes like <laughs> I am the best person ever. You're right. This, this is of everything that we've talked about so far the most timeless. Like I feel like you mm. could still have uh Stuart Smalley on SNL yeah. and whatever celebrity who's facing a media like firestorm could mm-hmm. do a, a Stuart Smalley now, and it would be so funny that this person is saying is- I'm good enough. <laughs> Smart enough, yeah. I remember like Michael Jordan did it, and like Jordan nothing con- was the best. That was great. Yeah, yeah I was thinking there's that. nothing really controversial about him back in the day. Like I guess mm-hmm. the joke in that one was like he's so perfect. Why would he ever? But now he's wearing <laughs> Hitler mustaches and talking about <laughs> underwear all the time. I remember the most uncomfortable one was the Martin Lawrence one because yeah. Martin Lawrence spends the entire sketch calling him gay, and uh, yeah. and, oh, right. and then Stuart Small is like, well, I don't know what that all means, but he's like, said you're a fucking butt pirate, man. Yes. Like, uh, well, that's can you hear my what, monologue? When I say when we were really good, like me and my buddy uh, uh, Steve got super into the show, and the season we started recording the show was ninety three or ninety four, mm. and one of the first, like one of like ah. the sixth episodes we recorded was the Martin Lawrence one, which so is immediately that, banned. You got that so, full uh, monologue? No, the I think it's smelly mon- vagina monologue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and like it, even the fucking censored version is almost as funny because it's just James Downey like. At this point in the monologue, Martin Lawrence goes <laughs> off on what he thinks about women's vaginal hygiene should be like. <laughs> Ugh. It almost got mon- yeah. many of us it fired. It almost got us all fired, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Boy. But there's, there's a, there was a bunch of other sketches that cut out of it. Where like the, the funniest thing in the world to us was Mike Myers playing a bike messenger, and Martin Lawrence just calls him a motherfucker. And it's Whoa. bleeped on it's bleeped, but wow. like it's they I never saw that happen again on SNL ever. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't know if he said that if, if he that was bleeped on the fly, but there's a bunch of what I think I me and my buddy remember his classic Martin Lawrence sketches. <laughs> but what yeah. what you the Stuart Smalley sketch you may not remember because it was mm. from the 1995 era was I believe the fourth time the Saturday Night Dead uh, was, was that the Chris Elliott year? Uh, the Chris Elliott ooh, year. Yeah. It's a bad year. Mark McKinney, Janine yep. Garofalo. All star cast, but they did not like it. Just did not come together. Janine Garofalo mm-hmm. was in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, uh, Mar- I feel like two at Michael least McKean, two different sketches. Yeah, I remember. Michael McKean, wow. At least two different sketches I remember ended with rape. With with Male Chris rape. Elliott being raped. Yes. No. No. Yeah. They, no. I, I remember because there's a John Travolta. Like I was like, these are kind of bad. And the John Travolta episode came on. Like this is funny. And I look back at it now, and they. All end with gay panic and male rape. Yeah, yes. all of them. And uh, that's hilarious. It's a perfect button to comedy. <laughs> and uh, but this is the sketch you might have seen because it's from that era. Stuart Smalley. I um, I'm a little depressed. Um, I have a uh, a movie out. Stuart saves his family. Um, <laughs> uh, some people like it, but uh, you know a lot of people do. But it's not a big. Big uh, hit, uh, kind of a box office uh, disaster. <laughs> He's just eating Pepperidge Farm cookies. Yeah. Um, evidently, America likes Pauly Shore better. I <laughs> uh, went to see Jury Duty because, uh, but that's you know that's okay, uh, you know because uh, Pauly Shore 
is um, he's he's good. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you walked into the mall and Paulie Shore was playing in one theater and I was uh, in the other, and you said to yourself, um, "I am a complete jackass. I'm going to see Paulie Shore." <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was uh, that was inappropriate. <laughs> You know what's inappropriate is that I've seen Jury Duty in the theaters, Jesus, and I've really? still never seen Stuart Saves the Family. Oh, no, oh it's no, great! No. I mean, it was on HBO like every ten minutes. So I, I don't. Yeah. I, don't I mean, just like possible. well, yeah, that was that same time. Like, so I married an axe murderer was just mm-hmm. on all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was these unavoidable films, but it was still good. Yeah, I I wouldn't have seen Jury Duty over it. Like I. I was on to Pauly Shore by that point anyway. <laughs> this was fresh off of Encino Man. And well, then I think uh, In no, the Army Now. No, it was now, not. That was his fourth film. It was Son-in-Law, another stupid one, In the Army. I, yeah. That, in the Army Now, and Jury Duty. Andy Dick was in the Army Now. So, so, don't, so I was so, only there for Biodome, and that was probably because of <laughs> Joey Lord and Adams. Because so. you're such a big Stephen Baldwin fan. Yeah. And then only later did I find out how, like, the... The perfect life Polly Shore has led to yeah. be like the most fortunate yeah. son ever in comedy. I did like he he was sort of like I saw I heard him in one interview. He's like I don't know. I still think that shit's funny. Mm. I think the weasel shit is funny, and like I wish anybody else agreed with me. <laughs> it's yeah. just that he stuck by that. Like it's just a stupid character, and I like doing it. No one, mm. no everybody hates it now. I I remember Artie Lang had this amazing on. I watched a clip on it on Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. They had on some beautiful woman that's on Howard Stern. They're asking her about her sex life, and when she said she had been with Polly Shore, like Artie Lang just went insane. It's like <laughs> how dare you have sex? He's the he's the most lucky idiot in the world. I can't believe uh, he just goes off on yeah. Polly Shore. Um, well, let's try and get into this one. See. The more I kept trying to become a superstar, the less they thought I was one. In fact, they had all these other names for me. Hey, Lesbo. Dog face. Panty stain. And they also called me. Skid mark. Nipple hair. Lame. Loser. Did I say Lesbo? <laughs> are you aware that I am rubber and you are glue and everything that... You say to me, bounces off of me and sticks to you. <laughs> I really like money. I'm so excited to see White Out American Summer. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Back. Molly Shannon was so so fucking funny, and I haven't seen her in kind of well, anything. She's since funny SNL. because she feels things like she's so like sad. Yeah, some and... of these clips are she's like practically whispering out of like yeah. pure awkwardness and fear. Well, and in the original Wet Hot, you know, she's so she's just mm-hmm. a wronged woman who's just like yeah. sad about her <clears throat> collapsed marriage. Like, mm-hmm. there's not much. She doesn't really say many funny lines, really, in that yeah. movie. And yeah, I just like. And so her playing the character of Mary mm-hmm. Elizabeth, Mary, Mary Catherine, Catherine Gallagher, Gallagher yeah. superstar with big co-stars, so Will, Will Ferrell, not only is, and smell him. not only is her so love bad. interest, but also is Jesus. Will Ferrell is great in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, uh, Again, Will Ferrell just being like the second banana mm-hmm. in, uh, three different times. Yeah, uh, his co-star in Rock. All the trivia I thought was in. For some reason, there's a VW Beetle in every shot, even in the past, what? including okay. usually a green one. Wow. Um, is that product placement strange. or just a weird fixation? It, I think I looked up and saw that it wasn't product placement. That I thought mm. that was funny alone, mm. uh, and, and it's not. I would place. <laughs> I, I would place this. I don't. This is up higher than Ladies Man and Night at the Roxbury. I would not place it there. I find yeah. this to be pretty excruciating. Oh, and also, by the way, Charles Rocket did slit his own throat. Yes, Ooh. he did. Yes, he did. That's Jesus, that seems like the most... Yeah. yeah. That's really bad. So, I feel like I'm probably doing a disservice to both characters. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like Mary Catherine Gallagher, mm-hmm. and I really like this character now. But Mary Ca- Catherine Gallagher seems like a precursor to Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Just yeah. like... Yeah. 
No, like no hypersexualized, but yeah. super awkward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, and you can't help but root for them because the whole whole movie is about her trying to find a boy to kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or touch mm-hmm. butts with. I'm <laughs> projecting there. Oh, I didn't realize he directed it. Who? Oh, Bruce McCullough. yeah, Bruce McCullough. Wow. Directed Damn, it. no wonder. I this think I think weird... Tom Green is a small part in it. He was in the weird. That was a weird era for Bruce McCullough of the Kids in the Hall breakup. It was where his he bad comedy the, era. Well, he seemed to be the least liked of the Kids in the Hall because they worked with him the least, and he just kind of went off to his mm. own corner. Well, he he made an album right after that, um, Shame Based mm. Man, which oh, yeah. I still oh, yeah. like. And uh, he directed this in Stealing Harvard, and I think that uh, those were his shots. And then, uh, yeah. no, I I watched one other film of his too with um, Luke Wilson in it. I got yeah. that. What was the name of that movie? Well, I, I just this you is, will hear this more is, about Stealing Harvard. This is the Empire other. Strikes Back of the uh, the SNL trilogy uh, on the right. annual basis, and we wouldn't get another SNL movie for ten years after Damn. this. Damn. Was this 99? Uh, oh, wow. Okay. 90, that explains the Beatles thing. Remember Fight Club? They were like smashing Beatles with a bat. Yeah, because they were coming oh, back. That's right. That's yeah. they were super annoying because it starts out in the past in like the 70s and they show the original Beatles. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of love for this movie, but we'll tell you what the next movie is after, that comes after this chrono- chronologically, and it's a really good one when we get back from this break. The break. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to our SNL episode. If you like this episode, Dave and I are taking on SNL movies again in our weekly ranking uh, article feature, where we will be definitively ranking the SNL movies, and it does not break down in this order. We will tell you which which the best ones are because the critics are lying to you. Stuart Sage's family is fine. MacGruber is the shit. Uh, we have that, and in addition to that, we have top seven canceled comic book games. From our, our boy Henry Gilbert, but also on Laser Time this week, we are streaming the Mortal Kombat movie. We were going to let everybody vote for the movie that they wanted to watch for free uh, for Monday Night Movies, and in case you don't know, that is a Patreon-exclusive feature. You go to patreon.com slash lasertime. $5 gets you a weekly commentary slash movie stream with us, uh, an extra podcast, and Talking Simpsons, the uh, week the weekly Simpsons show with uh, hosted by Bob Mackie, featuring myself and other people. But just saying, here's what I decided to do. You need to watch the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie with us next Monday. Next Monday. That movie is has aged so poorly and is so hilarious and is so fun to watch front to back with a lot of friends. We want to do it with you. So we're going to be doing that free even for non-patrons. Basically, all you have to do is you find a copy of the movie yourself, sync it up to us on our stream. You can see a little number live and you can interact live with us like a video game live stream. Uh, the movie is streaming free on Amazon Prime. How can you get Amazon Prime? Well, you can get it for 30 days free and hang out with us during the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger stream uh, just by going to bit.ly slash laserprime, B-I-T dot L-Y slash laserprime, and get started with a 30-day free trial. You can just cancel, right, when you're done watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with us, but it's a pretty decent service. I use Amazon Prime constantly. I just watched an Orson Welles documentary, and juxtaposed with that, Transformers 4. I don't know what my problem is. I just kind of like to see everything. If you go to youtube.com slash, oh yeah, if you go to youtube.com slash lasertime network, you will see our exclusive 
Fantastic Four review, nay, Slamtastic Four review. We did not review the movie. We reviewed something arguably even shittier, the Denny's meal that coincided with the movie Fantastic Four, and it's called the Slamtastic Four menu. Will Dave, Hank, and I like the Thing Burger, the Fantastic Four cheese omelet, the Doctor Doom lava cake? Find out in that. It's a really short video, really fun, put together by Tony. Really cool. We'll also be streaming this week. Uh, we are streaming some predictions for WWE SummerSlam for our shit show. You guys wanted Mission Impossible as a movie? Well, you're not going to get it this week, but you will get the stream of the awful game that came out. Uh, apparently, they thought GoldenEye was such a big hit. Another mid-90s actioner would turn out into a video game success, and that was not the case. And we will show you why. And for our weekly Nintendo stream, Captain Toad, a favorite of Henry's. I mildly enjoy it. Don't think it's worth 40 bucks, But still really cute. But you can see that we do our new release stuff. Um... On Tuesdays at 3 o'clock Pacific Time, we do the shit show Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific Time, and we do our Nintendo stream Thursday at 3 o'clock Pacific Time. You seeing, you seeing the pattern here, people? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, twitch.tv slash laser time, and then archived at youtube.com slash laser time network. I feel like been, this has been way too many plugs. I'm sorry. Thank you to all our patrons. We thank you so much for supporting us. We got some new shows up for you this week. You're really going to enjoy this, this week's episode of Bonus Time. Never mind. Back to SNL. Players of Time, second segment. to ask you guys what is that song you're hearing what movie is that from that's every Red Hot Chili Peppers song it, it yeah. is At the once. most Chili Pepper song of all time especially when it gets to the part like a long haired muscular white guy scanning but the music video was black and white in a new circus and was recorded during the Blood Sugar Sex Magic which who was that not a formative album for everybody but it wasn't on that album it was released on another album, a soundtrack to a movie, and this played for about two years on MTV, long after this movie had faded into obscurity. It would say, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Soul to Squeeze, uh, from the movie, from the motion picture soundtrack of Coneheads. 1994, oh, coming in next on our list at number 34. Uh, just that Coneheads... I don't know. There was a bunch of jokes about that back in the '90s. That like a, a movie could fail completely, but a song on its soundtrack could stay yeah, there for years. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Turned a, off my mind. Like in Bullworth or yeah, uh, yes, uh, now on Netflix. Um, Mystery Men, All Star. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> and then it got Second Life. It got a Second Life thanks like to Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. Four years later. Yeah, but uh, one from the Daredevil movie, the Eminem oh, song. Yeah. yeah. But when I I watched this. I was a huge fan of the Coneheads yeah, sketches. As, I think that's the, as a kid, Coneheads is a cool sketch. And there was a Coneheads cartoon, which I did yeah. have, like a Halloween special oh, or whatever. Right, we yeah. taped it off TV, and I watched it a million times. Yeah. And, and so I love the idea of a Coneheads movie. And and they got Jane Curtin and, and Dan Aykroyd, though not Lorraine Newman, I don't believe. Not just, but, like, for me, I was, I was, again, in that SNL collector's period. Every sing, Almost every cast member who wasn't Mike Myers... 
is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nealon, Tim yeah. Meadows, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Michael McKeon. Chris Farley Chris is Will Farley. Ferrell of this movie. Yeah. Also, yeah. I think they wanted to be like, this is the Coneheads for the 90s in Circuitar Sting because <laughs> oh, it was yeah. like, what if their daughter was modern? Do you, you know? remember the cameos yeah. in the film? It's like Drew Carey, Sinbad, Michael Richards, Jason Alexander. Wow. That's half the cast of Seinfeld people. Wow. <laughs> they're, all, they're all in this movie. It's yeah. giant subway cross promotion because he eats that whole sub in a single scene which for the worst CGI Wait, Adam, so Adam Sindler is involved with this he's, movie? He's, you're going to be he, Mr. R.D. Chico. Mr. He probably, so he probably struck up his subway sponsorship with this movie. <laughs> like, oh, subway will sponsor every comedy. Yeah. Um, it is this subway movie that yeah. you should... Uh, Here is a clip. When the High Master hears about the destruction of our ship, he will be most displeased. Affirmative. He will surely cut off my plug and hand it to me. Uh. But do not despair, Primat. We will be rescued. Until then, we must adapt. When the hydrogen droplets have ceased, we will go forth and live undetected on Earth amongst the Blunt Skulls. Eldar, how can we live among the Blunt Skulls? We will blend in. And 90 minutes of comedy. I think uh, they gave them that hip daughter because it's really hard to hear those voices for 90 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the joke... Oh, I just remember that they're all obsessed with uh, uh, Tainted Love. And that's where yep. I was introduced to the song, Tainted yeah, Love. Right. Well, the joke on the, in the old shows mm-hmm. was the same as this one. It was like this cross... It, it became this kind of commentary, I guess, on like second generation yeah. kids of immigrant parents of just mm-hmm. like, you're turning into an American. You need yeah. to respect our old ways of the planet. And the, also that the Beldar gives birth to her, like the males on the planet gives birth. <laughs> and also, like, you see, you see Beldar's butt in the movie, too. Like, yeah. you see he has these weird knobs above his butt. And also... Is, is With no it, crack? No, he has a crack. Mm. He is... But also that Sinbad removes... Sinbad's a dentist, right? And that's yeah. No, John, John Lovitz is the dentist. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, he does like this, this weird movie. double take. Mm-hmm. He sees all his like three <clears throat> rows of teeth, does a, like walks away, and then comes back. He's like, okay, yeah. we're going to remove all these. Oh, I'm very straight. <laughs> and, but also that it's about immigration. Like it's also... The film is about... The plot is... Uh, the INS in, uh, in the uh, the INS agent yes. Michael McKean is trying to deport them and David Spade and mm. David Spade is his subordinate and they're mm-hmm. trying to deport them back to wherever they came from and so then it turns in this whole thing about getting rid of illegals mm. like in this film and All right, Phil Hartman is in it too I want to point that out who's the who's their boss is it Dave Thomas the great leader oh, the, the great leader show up I think it is Dave Thomas yeah I, I think it is too like, yeah. if it, like if you're a really old comedy nerd like this <laughs> this cast was insane Though Drew I, Carey didn't even have a show yet. It was just he had just had a funny scene in the cab. Come from? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Though I could be getting this mixed up with my stepmom's an alien. The other. Uh... <laughs> no, I watched. I watched this a ton. I owned it on VHS. Did you I watch the step, my stepmom's an alien that much? Uh, no, no, I did not. That has a. Did you know there's a scene in it? Uh, like Allison Hannigan yes. is the daughter, mm-hmm. and she she has a little boyfriend in it, played by Seth Green. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think this is this is we're almost towards the end of injustice. Uh, the, the injustice these movies suffer. I think a bunch of <laughs> yeah. these movies deserve higher placement. Uh, this is the biggest adjust. Uh, like this is the this is the biggest slight of all. Of this movie is this high according to the Rotten Tomatoes list. Let me see here at uh, fucking forty five percent over Coneheads, over Ladies Man, over its Pat. I no, I would never put this movie this high. Uh, this is excruciating. <laughs> 
John Goodman, Joe Morton, oh, James Brown, Aretha Franklin, B.B. Oh. King, Paul Schaefer, Erica Badu, Travis Tritt, Bo Diddley, Dr. John, <laughs> Steve Winwood, Wilson Pickett, Blues Traveler, Johnny Lang, oh. and many more. Steve Winwood? A, a Blues a Traveler. Kid, an alien. <laughs> At least it's like kind of soul. Steve Winwood, he's saying... <laughs> There's nothing soulful about Steve Winwood, but whatever. Uh, this movie's terrible. I've never been able to get all the way through it, and that's as much as I love the original. It hurts. It's a bad movie. There's a little blues kid in this movie too. Yeah. Also, they replaced John John Belushi with John Goodman, Joe Morton, and a fucking kid. Yeah, and Jim Belushi in it too. I uh, no, a, I don't think he is. Okay, they made it. a fucking like N64 game. Yeah. Like, yeah. you've seen the shitty movie. Now play the 3D platformer, which came out like two years after the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. That, that company Titus had like oh, a yeah. popular. Yeah. Blues Traveler PC game and seemed to ride that license for well, as no, long but, as they and could. And they had to, and they had to put 2000 in the title, like which is the Came most 99, yeah. the most yeah. dated thing they could do. Yeah. And it's so like, I was gonna say that <laughs> that Coneheads is like yeah. you waited too long. You yeah. can't do a Coneheads movie now. But the, this sad, sad attempt to recreate the Blues Brothers. For I mean, 2000s. the Blues Brothers comes off as kind of. We'll talk about that. Spoiler in a little mm. while. I assume so, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to just jump to the next one because this fucking clip makes me laugh so much. This movie has been treated the most poorly. Hey, we're not going to talk any more about Blues Brothers Go 2000? <laughs> why, why would you rather talk What's about that or say? Blues Brothers 1980? I, I remember at the time Dan Aykroyd took great pride in that he had slimmed down to just kind of... <laughs> That he got down corpulent. to kind of paunchy. <laughs> he slimmed down to dad bod. Yeah, he yeah. slimmed down because he cast John Goodman beside yeah. him. Like, that's, <laughs> that's your fat wingman right uh, now. They think they were doing some credit to Jim Belushi. When I bet Jim Belushi or John Belushi would have told them, don't do this. I'm mm-hmm. moving on to the 2010 movie. This is the, after the 10-year gap nah. following the ladies' man. Uh, this movie is fantastic. It has a 47 Rotten Tomatoes, meaning every critic is a fucking moron. Mm. I'm so goddamn sorry. I got freaking out here. I killed them. I killed them all. I'm so fucking stupid. I don't know what I'm doing and everybody hates me. <laughs> Look. I will suck your dick. <laughs> I will suck your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team. I'll suck your dick. You can fuck me or get fucked by me. You can watch me fuck something. <laughs> something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. Jesus. MacGruber? MacGruber. Have you I, seen it, Bobby? I have seen it. I love Will Forte. I think he's like Dude. a secret weapon. He's yeah. so great in Tim and Eric stuff. Yeah. Like uh, playing that like uh, proprietor of many stores. God, he's... Um, just like, like unleashing this like hidden darkness <laughs> that is just like... It's kind of frightening but funny at the same time. The scene where he's fucking a ghost in a grave. Twice. He does it twice. twice. Yeah. God damn it. The movie is uh, great. I'm going uh, uh, to spray. It's one of the two think, movies yeah. on this list that's rated R. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it was a failure, right? I mean, total failure. I thought well, so. It, that's, it was a failure in that like, I think a lot of people didn't see it, but I looked and I think it cost $10 million. Well, mm. also that Chris, Kristen Wiig is the Will Ferrell of this film. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, but mm-hmm. yeah, that he... Uh, it's written I, by the Lonely Island guys, directed by Yorma, I think. Yeah, Yorma. Yeah, that he and they directed it after after doing Hot Hot uh, Hot Rod, Hot Rod, another uh, which I love movie. that movie. Yeah. But yeah, the it MacGruber was great, and it actually like stuck to its premise the most. I'd say of any mm-hmm. like MacGruber's sketches were just about an old a guy in his forties who doesn't want to admit he's getting old. Who's great uh, use of Baker Street? Yeah, mm-hmm. and. That he's, <laughs> 
MacGruber. But all this, like, and then they cast all these people in it, too, who would have starred in those films in the 80s, like Powers Booth (laughs) and Val Kilmer. A bunch of wrestlers. A character named Cunt. Cunt, yeah. (laughs) We're going to get that cunt. They also have, like, an extended scene with just wrestler cameos. Dude, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, there's a wonderful (laughs) sequence at the very beginning. Big Show at his very best. Big Show's best moment. I don't want to. Let's not spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no more about that. But like, just a great scene. No, and and also the like that scene you just played is why Mm -hmm. I love him on The Last Man on Earth because I think Will Forte is best at being the most pitiful, like (laughs) sad person in the world. He's just like begging, like, like. Please love me, please. I'll do anything. He can just summon like like wretchedness incarnate, just like <laughs> yeah. become it. Yeah, it's great. I, and I love you're just disgusted by him. Yeah. <laughs> well, same like right before that when his friends explode, <laughs> he just goes, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh no, no! Oh no! Call nine one one." But I think it's another example of like uh, even like fans of the character. Those MacGruber sketches were so short and to the mm, point yeah. that when you stretch out that. Those are dimensions you never saw in MacGruber, like his yeah. his, his fear. It's a lot like Night at the Roxbury. Where it is. You don't. You only know this character from two minute sketches. Like for SNL, even these sketches are short. And sketches. I'll, I'll agree with any critic that that doesn't work for Night at the Roxbury very well. Not even super, yeah. especially not superstar, and especially not ladies' man. But it works. MacGruber mm. found its rhythm. But very reviewers quickly. hated MacGruber. They, they, they hated. Yeah. And like forty seven percent. That's we're in the t- we're in the upper four here. No one yeah. likes SNL movies. Yeah. And like I, well, I think critics are always notoriously unkind to. Comedy. Comedies. They're not in a good mood. They want to see yeah. something new with gravitas and innovation. Like it's a like what comedy. other movies does a guy fuck a ghost on top of <laughs> yeah. a tombstone <laughs> and shove celery up his butt? Yes. As well. <laughs> this movie is great. They're constantly talking about a sequel. I don't remember the Will Forte maybe was joking and said like, "Yeah, we already, yeah, we it's already written and we shot everything." And, <laughs> and After it Nebraska, was like, what they shot. What? <laughs> what? Uh, and his agent was like, "We can't confirm any of this." And like, <laughs> "What is happening? Is there new wow. two or not?" But if they're always talking about it. I think it's well worthwhile. Please, yeah. of all the movies on this list, if you're this far in the episode, and I know some of you millennials don't give a shit about this topic, uh, watch MacGruber. You'll love MacGruber. It's MacGruber worth is it, fucking yeah. great comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I will argue the same for the next movie at sixty percent on Rotten Tomato from nineteen ninety three. I don't know why. That's my favorite clip to play from you it. I love that uh, clip. I'm a huge fan of Wayne's World 2. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while for me. Uh, I watched it probably as much as I watch Wayne's World. And, and Brett and I both share the same affection. We quote the same lines from mm-hmm. it. And we watched it. Recently, like on a fucking Monday night, we just watched it. And like, it still works for us. Mm-hmm. Was it was it like an Austin Powers two thing where they were like let's do the same jokes or were there new no, jokes? I, I would really? say there are tons of new jokes. Um, there no, there are. What? Bring up. Uh, okay, most of. Uh, I would have. Uh, most of the new jokes are an extended parody of the Doors film that had just come out. Yeah, there's like, a there's a there's a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. that's a, that's one. Then did you not find it a trifle unnecessary to see so much of the naked Indian's buttocks? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like there there are so many great jokes in it. I I like the recurring joke of the guy constantly telling the same story about green M and M's. Yes, oh, yeah. green M and M's. Fellow brandy glass, or Ozzy wouldn't go on stage that night. <laughs> Another. <laughs> Looks- no, not that. Not a Geico commercial. Another great scene. Just this line alone can reduce me to tears. Very well. If that is your custom. 
<laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> I know it's a thing yes. that's been played out in a billion other movies, but Wayne's World 2 did yeah. it first. They did the, the mock kung fu first, movie. But yeah, the, yeah, go ahead, was, comedy nerd. Tell it, was still, it, first. it was still fresh enough, I, yes. I, I yeah. think. I think the authenticity I, behind how they shot it really the sold bat, it. Yes. The yeah. rat, the beetle. <laughs> I, don't think Mike, I don't think Mike Myers has ever done anything first. But, uh, Dude, Mike Myers is the absolute shit. Um, I I only have more respect for him now because that WTF interview like it, it, it raised him in my estimation. Yeah, I, me too. Why? Why? Like, what is wrong with Mike Myers? He made a lot of shit. He man. made a but like all those Austin Powers movies are. I grew weary of them, yes. but they're objectively super fun no, comedy. The first Austin Powers is a really good movie. No, the, the second, second movie is super fucking fun too. No. The third movie is Fat like Bastard, not a come on. it's not a good movie. It's just filled yeah. with a bunch of fucking silly characters and cameos. No, Fat Bastard's bad. Like Fat Bastard sucks. All the shit jokes. Like he got too obsessed right. with shit jokes. Fat man. Bastard is the perfected version of his character from <laughs> So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, dude. No way. I'm, that I'm guy's way better. I <laughs> married an Axe Murderer. You don't need a gift I know for it's how cool big his head to hate is. on Austin Powers and Mike Myers, but that dude, like, because the Love Guru was pretty shitty. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> there's no, there's but no I still admire Cat in the Hat. I, is fucking awful. God, yeah. the movie's terrible. But I, I will never not love Mike Myers, for, especially from not only his SNL work, and especially when you learn more about him on SNL. That yes. he like wrote everything, start to finish. He just would go off and write these movies, and like the Love Guru has a lot of problems, mm. mainly the main character. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's sort of thing that like. I'm glad people are making those types of comedies. I like those kinds of comedies. I look. My problem with Wayne's World too. Maybe I'll go back to it, but it did actually feel like a retread of a lot of things. Like I disagree. Like Christopher, they actually just do the joke to they they repeat their Rob Lowe joke to Christopher Walken at the start of the movie, and, and Christopher Walken doesn't fall for it because he's smarter than Rob Lowe. <laughs> That's it. No, and then they lose their job, and they have to have a uh, stupid new thing. I do and, love their reaction to him knowing the joke. <laughs> Other guy got it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the exact one. Also, line, I but. didn't. I the Jurassic I, Park parody is a little like a little rough, but like the scene with Kevin Pollock and this, we'll just cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's. That was like, good. That was. There really are good, good jokes in the movie. There yeah. are fucking excellent jokes in the movie. That's, My favorite is like I didn't even recognize them at the time. Uh, I recognized one of them. Uh, if you're a comedy nerd, oh, there's an appearance yes. by Robert Smigel and Bob Odenkirk, and it's yeah. a fucking. It, for me, it was. I've been quoting it for years. The parking ring. Fucking comedy nerds. Let me hear this. Hi, where are you from? I'm from Wilmette. I'm from Cicero. It's <laughs> cool to be downtown. Hey, are you those two guys who have that TV show in Aurora? Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. No. <laughs> well, you guys sure look like them. Look, if Wayne says we're not, we're not. <laughs> okay. How long does it take for you to get here from Aurora? It takes me 40 minutes door to door. My mom gave me a dollar and dropped me off at the parking lot. <laughs> <Parking ride. laughs> I don't know why. I've been quoting that for years. And it took, until I was 20 did I learn what a parking yeah. ride was. And 25 years uh, later, Bob Odenkirk would be famous. Yes. So. Bob Odenkirk would be one of the most famous people in your fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That don't you hate good. schmoozing? I, I shouldn't, I, Maybe I need to rewatch this Mike film. Myers, I just he, remember not liking it I think it so, that too, much. yeah. He, uh, Penelope Spears bowed out of directing this movie uh, because Mike Myers turned out to be a little bit of a dick. Yeah. That's but, the main thing I hear about working with him. Maybe he's—I think he's mellowed out now. No, but I think he's, he's like completely mellowed pissed out, a lot of people like, off. I don't know. I had one shot at like writing a production that people were directing, and I clashed with the director because I wrote everything and cast everybody yeah, and wrote all the scenes. It's a common like, story. You do what? Yeah, it's like I get it. Yeah. I understand. Also, now. don't yeah. him and Garth spend a lot of the movie separate. Yeah. See, that bugged me too. I didn't like that. It's Wayne and Garth, not yeah. Wayne or Garth. Garth's story in the movie was kind of. 
a dud because mm-hmm. it was him being seduced by Kim Basinger. Yes, and, and then there's a part where she wants to kill. She wants him to kill, kill her husband, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then I, it's not Maria Bamford, but then he ends up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Is that a Unix book? <laughs> I, fucking, I love this movie. Fine, yeah. we'll go on to the next movie from 1992 with that, a score okay, of 85%. Hold, well, you can follow that button like... Friday, it's 11.30, it's time to party with your excellent host, Wayne Campbell, and with him, as always, is Garth. <laughs> See? You can yeah. keep going, Henry, because it's just Wayne's World 1. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is it Wayne's World 1 or 2 that has the pretty funny joke where they go to other countries and it's just stand-ins? That's two. two, brother. Right, yeah. That's a good joke, That is too. a good joke, yeah. All right, two's funnier than I thought, baby. I'll, I'll give it another look. But <laughs> two one, is one is the king. One is way is... better. Excellent. Yeah. It is so funny. I think Party it, time excellent, you would say? I yeah, would. Was that a pun? Party time. I think it's a fairly grounded movie, but then the end is insane. Like, yeah. for a movie yes. that's telling a kind of straightforward story about, like, <laughs> rising to power or whatever, yes. or just, like, making it in the world, mm-hmm. it, like, it just, like, fuck the ending. Who cares? Make Here are three endings you can choose from. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. cool. it's cool. Like, that blew my mind as a kid. Like, you can do that? It's, okay. it's still kind of mind-blowing you watch. There's a scene where everybody dies and he carries Garth <laughs> out. And why, whenever one of my friends would get injured when we were playing soccer or something, I would pick a guy up and yell, Why God, why? <laughs> the person just starts laughing. I, and I, I stole the, it from Wayne's World. The Thumb on Louise ending is my favorite. Dude. <laughs> um, but whenever Can I watch the ending? movie now, I'm always like, How does this movie end? Like, what happens? And that, that scene happens, I'm always surprised by it. So, yeah. like, it, it still works on me. <laughs> Maybe that's why also I didn't like Wayne's World, too, because it didn't respect the canat the canon of any of those th- endings. Man. So, I, I saw this movie, became obsessed with it. And I remember telling my friends, because I'm a moron, and there's mm-hmm. no internet from my defense, mm-hmm. that there are two guys who look just like Wayne and Garth on a show called Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I see. Uh, and wow. <laughs> we should probably watch that show. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Well... I had never heard, seen a sketch before, and I, I wow. fell in love with the movie. Now, mm-hmm. I love the I love the film, too. Like, the... I. One of my favorite jokes is the opening, the opening bit with a hair vacuum. Like, it sucks as it cuts. I love that one, and <laughs> though also it did introduce me to Queen. Like I'd never heard a oh, Queen yeah. song before that I can remember. And, oh, and I became the biggest yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Like it made Bohemian Rhapsody a hit, a number one hit all over again. Yeah, just for by sure. playing it in it the did. film. I'd and never heard of that song before. It was not on the radio. And I got like not long after that, I got one of my first CDs was double album of Queen's greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Wow. I listened to it. Over and over and over again. The Wayne's World soundtrack yeah. was the second CD I ever owned. Wow. Right after um, Weird Al and Yankovic's Off the Deep. Was there a Tia Carrera song on that soundtrack? Uh, no, no. Okay. Well, no. She did have one at the end of the movie. Ballroom Blitz. Yeah, but that's a cover. And, uh, yeah, so it wasn't in the It's soundtrack? not on the soundtrack. Uh, no, there's a ton of songs that aren't on the soundtrack for both. Because I, I remember, like, what's that? It was Lemonheads in the second mm-hmm. movie, but... The uh, Mrs. Robinson cover was on the soundtrack. Well, did you know there? I I remember seeing that uh, that on MTV all the time. Mm. But um, do you remember that they had to change? They had to edit something from the no. film. I know, uh, yeah. the, it was Stairway to Heaven. He starts to play. <laughs> they did not get the rights to Stairway to Heaven. Mm-hmm. He begins to play a thing that is like Stairway to Heaven, and then they show him the sign. <laughs> no Stairway denied. But, Apparently, after the film came out, they were told like you played too much of something <laughs> the, of, the, of like eight you, notes. You played yeah. three notes of an eleven-minute song. That, that joke be... is confusing if you don't know they changed the uh, the yeah. song. Yeah, 
But when it just sounds like, like you just hear that much. I want to hear one of my this favorite. This movie scenes. did really like point out a lot of cliches, like yeah. the the yeah. the in movie advertising yes, cliche, the, the best product placement yeah. joke. I have to say, like greatest. it's the choice of a new generation. Five years later, my friend started playing guitar. He immediately learned Stairway to Heaven first. I'm like, <laughs> haven't you seen Wayne's World? It's a cautionary tale. <laughs> When seeing Dana Carvey's real drum skills. That, oh, that yeah. Another yeah. awesome sequence. My favorite sequence in the whole film uh, is the one that makes Ed O'Neill look like a badass. Oh, Ed O'Neill yeah. is best. This is the manager, Glenn. He's here 24 hours a day. I recommend the Sugar Pucks. They're excellent. Come on. I'd never done a crazy thing in my life before that night. Why is it? If a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic. Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion... Called murder. Hello. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Only me and Garth get to talk to the camera. I love the fourth wall breaking <laughs> and like I remember I would like write things in damn perfect. I would what write things in class and like you can't talk to the audience like that. I'm like I grew up watching Wayne's World. Yeah. Like what do you mean I can't talk to the fucking audience? Yeah. Say uh, break the fourth wall. Youngstown Pride. Ed O'Neill's from my hometown. One of like two <laughs> wow. good things that came out of it. And this is that period where Ed O'Neill was like horribly typecast as. Uh, Al Bundy, yeah. yeah, and there's that sad story of him being cast in a real film. They had to cut him out because the audience just laughed when they he saw was, him on screen. He was like playing cops before this. Yeah. He was in Canine and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. He and was. Now it's so funny that like he's a whole another generation. He'll be typecast as Sofia Vergara's old mm-hmm. husband. Yeah, like that's he's the Modern Family guy all this time. He looks great here. I lo- look. At, just look at this picture I paused yeah. on, Dave. That intensity <laughs> is awesome. There you go. You got your uh, image for the. <laughs> well, episode. Uh, probably have to make a fuck yeah. up, fucked up collage. Also, a reason to appreciate it uh, the movie predicted the free to play game market mm. like we have a new game called Xantar mm. Xantar is a gelatinous cube that eats warriors in a medieval village and every time it eats a chieftain you ascend to a higher level the beauty part is you can't get to the next level so the kids keep coughing up quarters you know? <laughs> <laughs> gelatinous cube eats village I think it's terrific you know I know nothing about video games and I found what you just said riveting See, all that that shit is awesome. And and, and the pure irony of it, I loaded that shit up on YouTube, and the ad that popped up was a free-to-play game. Game of War. Come play, my lord. Sparta War of Empires, your free plug. There you go. You'll never get another one game. Uh, Rob Lowe, I forgot. Rob Lowe was excellent in the movie, too. Like, Mm. yeah, everybody is really on their game there. And also that scene of them... Talking to each other on the car mm-hmm. as the plane flies by, like mm-hmm. that's really nice. Scene. <laughs> it's, it, the, mo- the movie has surreal elements, but it is like I think I've only seen like a Mel Brooks movie that was it was, it was still grounded in some kind of reality and heart, not unlike yeah. The Simpsons at the same time. Uh, and it wasn't as broad as a Mel Brooks movie or a Naked, or, you know, yeah. the Naked Gun guys movies. Mm-hmm. That I, I scene on the car it. that began with uh, Garth asking Wayne like. When uh, Bust, when uh, Bugs Bunny, Bunny dressed up as a woman, a girl bunny? I can <laughs> do, do the whole line, Dave. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you should take it from me. <laughs> That's a great scene. Yeah, I, I love it. It's, it's a conversation, mm-hmm. but it's put in an interesting place. You yes. know? Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's cute that they're just waiting for a plane to fly over as they talk about shit. And I don't know. That's, I, yeah. I wasn't even a teenager yet, and that was it's a very good teenage scene mm-hmm. played by you know twenty nine year olds. More like thirty. Eight Fine. Yeah. We'll move on. Oh, to wait. One second, Chris. Go for it. Uh, we're talking about SNL movies. Where mm-hmm. do you place the non-SNL SNL movies like Tommy Boy, uh, Black Sheep, uh, uh, Airheads? I mean, weren't those I all Lord Michaels uh, uh, movies? I think they uh. were. They were done. Those movies were done at Paramount. Okay. I think Lauren Michaels is definitely involved in Tommy Boy uh, and stuff like that. I'm not sure. I don't think Airheads is the case, but that's 
like where Alan, Alan Adam Sandler met like a billion people who will be in his movies for yeah. the rest of his life. Steve Buscemi, that's their first movie yeah. together. Uh, I loved Airheads. I don't think it holds up very well. Probably, <laughs> I, I had a poster of it in my room. <laughs> if you, that'll surprise you. The Lone um, Rangers, yeah. I, yes, the, the Lone Rangers. I what was yeah? I Tommy I, Boy is excellent. Tommy Boy is great, mm. but mm. the annoying thing about Tommy Boy, I. As I re- recall reading in the Chris Farley show, they're like, that's the best film he did, and it's not even that great. Like, it's not it's- that, but it's a really good Farley performance. Mm-hmm. The humor, the, the comedy, when it works, it really, really works. It doesn't mm-hmm. embarrass itself. Yeah. Uh, whereas Black Sheep, Jesus Christ, they ripped off an old Simpsons plot line and based a whole movie around it. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I feel it's weird they didn't make a Gap Girls movie. I mean, there was going to be, uh, like, there was a huge thing about there Dieter. being a Dieter movie, yeah. which was, like, in development hell. There I'd were imagine, lawsuits. Like, Ron Howard's, like, suing Mike Myers over that shit. That could have been wow. one of the movies we talked about during yeah. this. Like, you know, the, it really could have. The Dieter movie. And, it, like, it, the lawsuit coming up was, like, two years ago, too. So it was something that was, like, God. in development hell for two decades. I think you talked about it on WTF, maybe. I don't know. The, the, like, Mike Myers, he hasn't done a movie since The Love Guru, but he directed something that's on Netflix called uh, Supermensch or Ubermensch, hmm. I believe, about a, a music producer. But it's oh out. yeah, and I'm right. like, why he did he do this? How does he even know who this guy is? And the guy he talks about, like I met, he walked on the set on Wayne's World, and I'm like a nobody, and like we were going to use Schools Out for Summer, mm. and Shep Gordon's just like. You want the song off the new album? He's like, I really fucking don't. <laughs> I, we put Alice Cooper in the script because I want schools out for summer. He's like, I think you're gonna want the new. And he's like, I don't know how he did it, but after like 20 minutes, he talked me into <laughs> well, changing no, the song. He to... also said to him like, and I know you can't afford to yeah. get mm-hmm. to go to somebody else, so you're gonna take. And meanwhile, like, like, the scene doesn't work without Alice. That Cooper song in it. is the the other Be Alice. Mad Frankenstein. Frankenstein. That is All the right. other Alice Cooper song I know. <laughs> me too. Me too. Because <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh. Uh, <laughs> hungry for blood and it's feeding time <laughs> I can't ever think of Milwaukee without thinking of Alice Cooper's Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> it's a fucking great scene that yeah. was great that was a great scene that's a fucking great scene fine you want to jump what in what about there? Mean Girls that's also sort of an SNL movie oh, he produced two people it. oh he so, did yeah I'm looking at the production credits on his thing uh, he also produced the film Enigma, which is you crazy. know what our criteria heck? Henry don't play dumb this All is right. these are these are movies based on Saturday Night Live uh, characters created on uh, but you know I know sorry I thought, for diverging Lauren yeah. Michaels also produced Brain Candy I could talk about that all guys <laughs> oh man let's have a Brain Candy but episode. finally at the the number one spot at 87% 1980 um, I'm curious to see how you guys feel about this five grand no problem we'll have it for you in the morning let's go Elwood no no I will not take your filthy stolen money well then I guess you're really up shit creek I beg your pardon, what did you say? I offered to help you. Mm -hmm. You refused to take our money. Mm -hmm. Then I said, I guess you're really up shit creek. Christ, Jake, take it easy, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I love that fucking scene. This is Goat Boy the movie, right? Uh, no, no, I do have a Goat Boy action figure. If you're like, oh, <laughs> nice. Still in the case okay. show. My kids Mango are going to go to college. No, I have a question for you, Chris, uh, SNL aficionado expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, were the Blues Brothers ever characters on SNL, or did they yeah. only perform? Um, uh, no, they, they never. There was no real sketch. Uh, okay, around. that's but why they, they, they I did always... come from the B sketch. Got it. There was again, which is so dumb. And early on, I don't get why the bees were popular. Mm-hmm. There was a B sketch. And then one time they performed a blues song. Dan Aykroyd was super into blues. John Belushi was really into heavy metal. 
and uh, he convinced him to sing this blues song in the B outfit. That is yeah, the wait, first. Wait, wasn't it? It was Belushi that got fear on, or who was? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Belushi the punk was like a, a punk hardcore show. metal fan. Yeah, and uh, Ackroyd got him really into the blues, and like there, there is a, I don't know, like there is a sad boomer like fucking oh, yes. yeah. that's what co-opting okay. of culture <laughs> that is definitely involved in the movie that I think could tarnish it in people's mind. I know, like bringing it up to Grimm is it were it not for the car chase sequences, which are beautiful they are and, and it was it, funny that was an abandoned mall in 1980 that yes. mall was not viable in wow. the heyday of like mall yeah culture. according to legend like they put a sign up and the locals thought they were refurbishing their mall and like our mall's getting purdied up and they shoot the blues brothers scene and like just tear the shit of the mall and they try to sue the blues brothers production. Wow. well i think it also helps this film that it has like the easily the best director mm. or the best film well, director of it like Okay, the documentary director who did Wayne's World is very good too. But, no, well, uh, John Harold Ramis, but John directed Landis a bunch of action. great movies, but like has so much crap in his past, including Blues Brothers 2000. Well, because he just yeah. murdered a dude, and he That's killed not, a dude, mm, and then he couldn't yeah. get he couldn't, couldn't get, get a lot of real work. Was, yeah, he, he murdered a dude and then two children. Right? Two children, <laughs> yeah. yes, decapitated yeah. by the yeah. <laughs> the worst yeah, way to go. We have a whole time about it. Yeah, which by the way, Dan Aykroyd in that movie too. But anyway, yeah, the. The Blues Brothers, it takes me back to that episode of Eagle Heart with the blues guys. <laughs> of just like, bow, wow. Like, just this white dude, white guys over 40 sense of the blues. Mm-hmm. And But because it's a big-time movie, they can get Aretha Franklin and Ray and Charles. Ray Charles. And, and those and, are they're great sequences celebrating legendary blues musicians yeah, who, who just, I have to imagine were not being celebrated no, it, in 1980 on film. Yeah, so maybe that's like the... The exchange for for it or people whatever. like you and Mike Grimm who would judge a movie like that, I would mm. say that should be the thing that makes up for it. I will say this is one of the greatest feats of physical comedy on screen, like gaggery, mm. that I've ever seen in my life. A, a car doing a bat backflip while Nazis drive off the edge of the earth, yeah, is fucking hysterical. It's yeah. great. See, the, an entire the, um, building blowing up underneath the Blues Brothers when John Candy is looking for them. It's beautiful. fucking great. From a missile shot by Carrie Fisher. I like this movie a lot, <laughs> but after watching them on SNL, I was like, why would I ever watch a movie with these characters? Mm-hmm. All they do is perform blues, and there's nothing to them. But they they, like, they built a world around them, like yeah. they did with like Superstar and the, the Roxbury characters, things like that. So yeah. I think they salvaged these characters. If anything, you know, I think I think the movie made them more legendary than they ever would be. Yeah, and like there's a bunch of set. I, Oh god! I remember all these specials on television that my dad would watch. Rubble biscuit, like just just John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd covering legendary songs oh, in the most pathetic Jesus. way possible. Hey, Jim Belushi still tours doing that shit. No, I know it's the worst. <laughs> wait, wait, like, like they opened the House of Fucking Blues. They did. Yeah, I mean, god, yeah, yeah they they commercialized it out the ass. I think that's another. Where I've thing only been once to see it. what band. Uh, Real Big Fish? No, but close. I no, saw that's not close. Mighty Mighty Boston. No, no, it's not Scott. It's Tenacious D. I saw Tenacious D at the House of Blues. Uh, drove five hours to Orlando to see Tenacious D. I saw D. Violent Femmes there. Violent Femmes there yeah. at the House of Air Quotes Blues. Blues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have that in Orlando, too. Like it's, no, it's, The yeah. last one I went into was like, like Disney World kind of shut down at like 10 o'clock, except wow. for the House of Blues, which had the worst karaoke. Oh, just like... A scene where a Japanese guy is doing karaoke in a movie that was this bad, I would have been like, that's a stereotype. You shouldn't do that. Instead, uh, I was at the House of Blues in Disneyland. I'm like, that's the funniest shit I've ever seen really in my happening. life. It's happening in front but, of me. But yeah, I guess I don't like this movie just because it gave license to so many people like Jim Belushi to just be like, Who had nothing yeah, to do with I this. can just do this dumb shit. Like, I can 
I, because I'm as cool as the Blues Brothers. Like, I do think in this film, Belushi and Aykroyd mm. are definitely giving tribute to the right people and cast them in the film yeah. and put out a soundtrack that probably, hopefully, made them millions they of dollars. They all play music, instruments in the background. Yeah, yeah but... They probably made them more money than they'd ever yeah. would have made otherwise. And same with the, the songwriter of the theme to Rawhide, you know? <laughs> and that's a great scene. <laughs> I actually I'm, really like them in the... Fucking Behind awesome. the chicken wire in the, in the redneck bar. Yes, yeah, like, so where they're making fun of the inbred white people. That's, <laughs> that'll never not be funny. And I'm not saying that to be, like, facetious, like a fucking radio mm. DJ. I love making fun of the South. And if you sing Rawhide or a fucking old Tammy Wynette song, <laughs> they'll shut up. Yeah. There, there is great stuff. And also, Carrie Fisher was, like, at the height of her cocaine it's, use it, in The trivia says that, like, she, like, on the set, she became engaged to Dan Aykroyd for a brief period. <laughs> and, like, I only when I read that uh, Live from New York book, like Carrie Fisher's in it a lot. Like she yeah. was on, she was present for all the background shenanigans mm. of mm. SNL. Her and Paul Simon, for whatever reason, Weird. who yeah. were I think Paul Simon engaged. was a musical guest a lot. No, he, but he was like friends with Lauren Michaels. Well, like, all if, the shenanigans, he'd just be there. He would yeah. just be there at parties. If you like cocaine, you want to be at uh, <laughs> yeah. SNL in the seventies because man, oh man. The, the yeah. story I read is that uh, that from the behind the scenes of this is that Belushi disappeared from set one night and Dan Aykroyd didn't want to alert anybody. But the star is missing, <laughs> uh, and he need, it's in the middle of the night, and he has he just, I guess I got to try looking for him, and he sees one house with a light on, and he's literally going door to door mm-hmm. to like look for Belushi, John Belushi, and he knocks on the door, he's like, and the person answers like, you here for Belushi? <laughs> <laughs> and he come in and ask for a sandwich and passed out. Oh. Um, yeah, well, and he like it wasn't too long before Belushi died. Two years, like yeah, and that he. And he, uh, Robin Williams was with him the night it happened, you know, when he died. I know that. Yeah, Robin Williams, see, not, he wasn't there to see his death, but the night of his bender where he died at the Chateau Marmont, mm. uh, Robin Williams had seen him that night, which, and he credits that as getting him to finally clean up. And if we're, we're like, I love that article you put up about the Easter egg from Ant-Man, mm-hmm. and that has, that's an old SNL thing, and watching those old SNL sketches from this period were like, Everybody is coke addled mm. and drunk off their ass. <laughs> Nobody has their lines memorized. Everybody's flubbing everything. Mm-hmm. It looks so amateurish compared to everything else. Belushi, the most fucked up person on that set, everything is memorized. Nails everything. Yeah. Is fu- and that that the sketch you have in that article mm-hmm. about the Ant Man spoiler? Yes, uh, Ant Man Easter egg spoiler. Uh, you watch that scene. Like he he carries that scene because nobody else can read their fucking mm-hmm. lines correctly. Yeah. Yeah, they're not committed to it. Well, meanwhile, he was like, I'm the fucking Hulk. Yeah. Like, he's, he's great at it. It was so good. This is semi-SNL related, but the highest or most coked out I've seen someone on national TV was Carrie Fisher in the Star Wars <laughs> holiday special at the end. Yeah. Her eyes Jesus are just Christ. in two different directions, completely dilated. Wow. Just oh, like, yeah. You need to go get some coke, do some lazy <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, like, I need any more fucking assholes accusing me of drug use. Marijuana is <laughs> cheap, everybody. Don't yeah. worry. Mm-hmm. It's the cheapest drug. That's another great uh, light pipe. Uh, that's another great performance by um, the, the ladies' man. Uh, mm-hmm. the, when he's telling, in, in Walk, Walk Hard, hard yeah. he's saying, like, it's the cheapest drug, drug there is. is. It's not addictive <laughs> in any way. <laughs> okay. It makes sex feel great. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> God, yes. Uh, love SNL. Yeah. Hope you guys, too. Give us a comment to yeah. lasertimepodcast.com. As a a ender thing Mm. to this episode that's probably better word for that Um, is there are there any characters you wish had had a movie besides Mm. you know Dieter we only pick one oh Mm. I'm thinking like most modern of this modern era yeah Stefan Deserves a movie. I, I think he's the only one of the level who could have a movie. Yeah, well, and Bill I think Hader it would be terrible. Can carry a movie too, <laughs> and mean, all yeah. the, his skits are always all he does is describe describe things yeah. directly to camera. Like and what 
what would the movie be? But I think you're right. If you had to pick a character to get a movie, yeah. I want a Drunk Uncle movie. That's good. Mm. But, but, mm. <laughs> I is, want oh, Snapchat. Drunk Uncle Saves His Family. Uh, I want a Brian Fellows Safari movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, poor Tracy Morgan. Oh, boy. I want to bring everybody down. <laughs> maybe, can make, maybe you can do he's it with Puppet better. Tank. Thanks for bringing it up. Like, he's almost, you know... I he's love in not in great again. shape on that this, flower movie. This is maybe a decade. I'm playing brain <laughs> A decade too uh, late, but uh, Timothy Calhoun, uh, the uh, Will Ooh, Forte character uh. who just kind of like made weird arm motions yeah. and whispered. Yeah. He would talk about how he's going to run for president. Well, I'll get the plugs first. Uh, Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast we do every week. We just had a big review of Ant-Man, so give that a listen. And, uh, of course, patreon.com slash laser time. And we support all the, I mean, we appreciate all the support from all you guys. You know, this show still stays free and we get it up on time. But you get all these great extras like commentaries for pro wrestling. Yep. And uh, the bonus time show and also Bob's show. Yeah, Talking Simpsons, where we describe in great detail and talk about every episode of The Simpsons in chronological order. It's yeah. not a commentary. There, People are slightly <laughs> confused about that. Yeah, not a commentary, <laughs> yeah. just us, a reflection. I think it's a, a, compa- a companion yeah. piece. It's a supplementary. Yeah. Yeah, a supplementary. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Put it, excuse me. By the biggest Simpsons nerds probably in the city, maybe. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I, I don't want some other Simpsons nerd to show up and say, like, well, it, uh, here's a trivia question from season 19. I was like, fuck off, man. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I will not respect a real Simpsons fan would give you no trivia after season 10. Yeah, <laughs> that's when it shuts off. Yeah. yeah but uh, then there's also Video Game Apocalypse mm-hmm. and uh, the video game podcast. There's VG Empire, the video game music podcast. I just did the Yoshi episode on that, which that's was good really one. good. Uh, and uh, I think that's just about it uh, and, uh, for plugs, yeah. unless Bob has I have my own interest. plugs. Yeah. Uh, please follow me on Twitter as Bob Servo. And check out Retronauts, the classic gaming podcast, every week. Yeah. All these guys have been on it, and uh, you'll like it if you like them and me. So. Wow, Bob, <laughs> man. <laughs> about time. Yeah. Yeah. And a cheap podcast, our <laughs> pro wrestling show. <sighs> and out of breath person coming to the door. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> executive producer, Ricardo. Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel T. Uh, All right. Thank you, Daniel. We are out of here. Later time. Good night. Yeah.